0: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear in this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out NHTE.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at NHTE.net. And then in addition to what's listed there, the show is also on the likes of Overcast, Himalaya, PodCoin, Player FM, and more joining me today on location at the summer nam show in nashville my guest is a singer songwriter guitar player who hails from boston last month he had five performances as part of cma fest and his debut ep has accumulated over four hundred thousand streams on spotify you've been hearing a song of his called rebound baby it's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment ben caesar
1: How are you doing, Bruce? Awesome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, very happy to be here talking with you guys today.
0: Cool. Well, go ahead and tell the listeners all about that song of yours that we were just playing called Rebound Baby, which, by the way, listeners, was produced by Grammy Award-winning producer Jamie Tate. So... Do be sure to talk about not only the song, but how you got the chance to work with Jamie.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, Yeah, my new single, Rebound Baby, which is available on all streaming and um, music downloading services, um, it uh, currently has, uh, I think, 60,000 streams now, which for an independent artist like myself, I'm very happy about, you know, and uh, we've... uh, Attracted a, a lot of different listeners from all over the world. Um, other than the U.S. is obviously number one, but right now um, some of my strongest listeners outside the U.S. are in South America and wow. Spain. Wow! Because my last name is Caesar, but it's not spelled like the salad. Um, I'm Italian American, but my last name's spelled C E S A R E. So, like my my wife and I were joking around that maybe they're they they think my last name's pronounced Cesar or something <laughs> like that. So that might be one reason why I'm getting so many streams in South America and Spain. But, um, yeah, rebound baby I wrote uh, it, it's actually been in my my profile for about a, about two years now, and um, I've been wanting to dust off some songs that I kind of had on the shelf and i uh I met my friend uh, Jamie Tate, who is a producer here in Nashville, Tennessee, have a place called the Ruckus Room, and um, we got to know each other a little bit, and uh, we recorded three new songs together and he thought that "Rebound Baby" um, is a song that would be great to start off the summer of twenty nineteen. Has a really cool up tempo, summery kind of feel to it, and uh, I feel it's some it's it's relatable to a lot of people. Um, you know, you uh, say you go you get into a breakup and you uh, you feel that uh, <laughs> you know you you're, you want that intimacy without the without the commitment, and um, I feel like everybody's had that. And you know, what the heck? What if you accidentally uh, get um get this infatuation for that person that you promised yourself you wouldn't get involved in and uh that was my that was my take on rebound baby it's like i love her like crazy but you know i admit that her heart just isn't in it and uh, i feel like that's happened to a lot of people and um on social media on my my instagram at ben caesar music um i have been getting some direct messages from followers saying you know man the song's really relatable and uh i've i've experienced that myself like i i uh Became infatuated with a girl whom her and I didn't have any, you know, tie. We weren't tied down. We didn't have any um, interest in any commitments, and uh, I just thought it was really funny. You know,
0: that's awesome to obviously get the feedback like that, since that's exactly what you intended to to move people with. Yeah, man, and listeners, uh, you just heard him talk about the number of streams that it's gotten, you're going to make sure that you want to check out YouTube as well, because in a little over one month, the video of the release party performance has 24,000 views and the in studio video has 33,000. So do make sure that you look for him on YouTube as well. So we're here in Nashville at the summer NAM show back in January, we were in Anaheim and I interviewed Andrew Cassara, who was making his U S debut performance on the Yamaha grand stage. And you had the opportunity to play there at this year's Winter Nam
1: show as well. How was that? I did, man. It was great. Um, it was actually my first ever trip to California. I had never been to the ah. state of California. So um, it was nice to uh, visit the L.A. Anaheim area. And um, it was a little... <laughs> Um, a little daunting at first because there were uh, over 100,000 people in attendance I think 100,000 115,000 people in attendance and I was one of the only country singers country singer songwriters in that area everybody else were more like rock and roll hip hop and I, I kind of stood out with my, my uh, cowboy boots and everything <laughs> and um But no, it was a great experience, it was a huge stage, it was the the big Yamaha Grand Plaza stage, and um, it it went by way too fast, man, we, um, just like I'm playing here at uh, the Summer NAM here in Nashville, Tennessee, um, although the stage is a lot smaller, I'm I'm glad to be around good company this year, especially in California, and um, my band and I were one of the only country bands in uh, California in January, and it was a great experience, and uh, like I said, it was a little daunting, you know, just uh, going from one booth to another, and Um, but on the, on the upside, I, we bumped into Stevie wonder, my wife and I, um, you know, his, his, uh, his security was wicked tight. You know, they were like five feet back, five feet back. It's like, I understand the the poor guy. He's, you know, he can't see very well. So I, I understand he want the, you know, his security wants to keep people like 20 feet away, but, uh, no, it was a great experience and I'm very happy to be playing the summer NAM and it's a little closer and, and, uh. You know, just really, my band and I are just, we're ready to go, and uh, we got some new music uh, that we're going to be playing for this crowd, and um, a new single that we're going to come out um, in August, and uh, yeah, just just really pumped, man. So being that that was your first trip to
0: California, it was obviously your first Winter Nam show, but have you ever been to Summer Nam before?
1: No, this is my first Summer Nam too.
0: Wow, wow, okay, that's exciting, yeah, that's man. exciting. So, obviously, you're going to be performing here, but what else do you hope to accomplish while you're here at the NAMM show
1: itself well you know just looking at all the great products looking at all the great um companies that are um showing off their their uh their products like uh like we we met a group called uh Gator guitar cases and that you know i'm looking to upgrade to something a little bit better i'm currently borrowing my old i have a, my first guitar had a uh, pretty sturdy yamaha case and uh you know it's great but um I'm heading to Ireland in the U.K. in August, and uh, I just need something that needs a little bit more security, a little bit more cushion before I head For out. Sure. So, you know, just looking to make business relationships with some companies, including uh, play people like Gator Guitar Cases and, uh, you know, trying out some of the Gibson guitars over there. I play a Gibson JD-45 acoustic guitar, so uh, I was checking that out. and talking to some uh, some clientele and some uh, sales associates there, seeing if maybe we can work out a deal together, you know. So just very happy to be here and just make new relationships with different uh, music companies. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, obviously, you'd, you'd make it a point to go to Gibson, but it sounds like that was your first order of business, and you've already been to them. So yeah. you're, you're getting a head start. When you were in Anaheim, though, at that NAMM show, did you just play, or did you also get a chance to go around and visit with manufacturers we got a chance there. to
1: absolutely we got a chance to go around um and meet people meet them different companies and manufacturers um the day prior to my gig and then we had a few hours prior to the gig um back in anaheim which was nice and unfortunately for my band my you know everybody here in nashville they they have to they have to work to keep the lights on if you're a full-time musician so they had to come a day later and being being that i'm the lead singer i figure i represent the band at the time and uh yeah just uh, just it was a great experience and as a little treat um, the next day. I told my wife you know i 've been to Disney World so many times as a kid, never been to Disneyland, so we took one day while we 're in Anaheim, we might as well It was like five minutes down the road. We decided to go to Disney for a day and then we flew back to Nashville right after
0: <laughs> well we 've been blessed to get listeners from one hundred and forty seven countries around the world listening to this show, and so some of them are just being introduced to Ben Caesar for the first time so there's something that you just mentioned that I want you to clarify a little bit, which yeah. is Ben Caesar versus Ben Caesar band because the EP with with the band, but the single is solo Ben.
1: Yeah. The Ben Caesar band, uh, we wrote some great songs together and, uh, we have some new songs coming out that are part of my solo project and, um, my new single rebound baby and a few other songs that I plan on releasing this year, uh, were co-written by my friends, Cherie Austin and Will Rambeau, um, who have some great history in this, in the, the city of Nashville. Um, Real Warm used to do the single for, um, wrote the first single for Faith Hale called Wild One. And uh, and then Cherie Austin, she's had some history in town. She used to be a, an artist on Broken Bow, which was the, um, the recording studio for uh, Jason Aldean and Craig Morgan, just to name a few. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful for their services. I'm very grateful that they were able to help me out when I first came to Nashville. And, uh, you know, I've been, we've been working hard. I've been plugging um, the songs, and Rebound Baby is uh, one of those songs that we co-wrote together that I'm very proud of. And um, keep a lookout for the next single that we're releasing in August 2nd. It's called So Long, Sunshine, Hello, Moonshine, which has sort of a Chris Stapleton Brothers Osborne kind of feel. And, uh, yeah, no, just, uh, just very happy about it. And, um, you know, from now on, it's, it's just uh, Ben Caesar.
0: While we're talking about songs and songwriting, that was a man co-written by Lee Bryce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Bryce and my friend
1: Will Rambeau. Um, Yeah, it was really great. You know, um, my co-writer friend Will Rambeau, he's like, you know... Ben listen you I got we got this great country ballad um and it has sort of like a semi 1980s rock ballad kind of feel to it um but it does the, the message is very beautiful it's the, the, the again the song was called That Was a Man and that's still on Spotify and all streaming services and music purchasing services as well um each verse is about a different man. Um, the first verse is about, uh, Johnny cash. The second verse is about Martin Luther King. And then the third verse is supposed to represent anybody's father whom they feel is honorable. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of my father. I love my father. He's a hardworking businessman. And, uh, he made me the man that I, who I am today, so I'm very proud of him. So, you know, you can take the third verse of That Was a Man, and you could take it um, and represent any father, any father out there. And it's a very beautiful, um, a very beautiful ballad that I'm actually going to be playing here later this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Nice.
0: So we get a lot of listeners of this show who themselves are up-and-coming performers, songwriters, and are trying to learn from me and from the guests as well. So explain, how does a song that's co-written by Lee Bryce... Not just get recorded by Lee Bryce. You
1: no, know, I ask myself that every day, man. I it's a beautiful song and I don't know, the you know, the music industry just you know, that it has its ups and its downs and it has its reasons why they don't want to, you know, pitch one song over another. I'm a big fan of Lee Bryce's new single Rumor. I, I, I sing it all the time. I play it all the time acoustically with covers and uh, full band stuff and you know he has his reasons, but uh, you know I'm just very grateful that Will Rambeau and uh, Lee Bryce were kind enough to let me cover that song. And it's still out on Spotify, still out on uh, Apple Music, and all music streaming services. And um, yeah, you feel free to go check out my my uh, my previous work, um, Caesar's Palace. But in the meantime, please go check out my new singles, "Rebound Baby," um, under Ben Caesar, C E S A R E. And uh, an upcoming new single coming out August 2nd called So Long, Sunshine, Hello, Moonshine.
0: You set it up perfectly because I was going to tell the listeners your debut EP was called Caesar's Palace. It has accumulated over 400,000 streams on Spotify, but artists seem to have mixed feelings about Spotify. On episode 269, my guest was Alan Gogol, and he talked about his tremendous success on Spotify. But then on the other end of the spectrum, when I talked to Blake Morgan, that was episode 208 listeners, he did not have the same perspective whatsoever. So what is your feeling about Spotify? Because this tennis match goes back and forth with artists all the time.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I, I just feel that Spotify is just one other tool in a musician's arsenal. Um, and I'm very grateful for the streams that I've been getting on Spotify. I Haven't stopped using it. I never will stop using it. I I use them. I use Apple Music. I use iTunes, um, YouTube. I use all forms of music media, and I think that's important. In my opinion, too, for every artist to use every tool in their arsenal. Um, You know, I have a friend named Austin Burke who had um, who had luck with Spotify, and um, he got on a few country playlists, and he reached uh, with one single, he reached over fifty-four million streams, um, which is great. But um, you know. I just feel like every opportunity in this music industry is important. And, uh, you know, as long as you use it the right way and you, you work with the right kind of people, um, anything's possible.
0: Well, and listeners, I think I have actually said this before, but I think, number one, I do agree with you. But I think, number two, the moral of the story is don't put all your eggs in the Spotify basket. Absolutely. It's great to have that kind of success. but. You know your career is not going to be won or lost on Spotify. Yes, you could do some really great things. Alan Gogol had tremendous things to say about the success that he's having on there, but at the same time, don't beat yourself up if you're not getting the numbers on Spotify. Just like we talk about in the podcasting business, podcasters spend too much time looking at their own stats, and the focus should be on putting out good content, just like with music, focus has got to be on creating good songs that people are going to connect with absolutely and the rest will take care of itself so i love your answer that you're leveraging everything that's in the toolbox that's great
1: yeah i don't i don't uh i don't um i don't ostracize i don't discriminate you know everything anything everything and anything that i can use to help further my career i appreciate so you know spotify apple music itunes love y'all you know
0: And listeners, speaking of tools that are are used to create, we are using Tascam gear, as always, to record this episode and all episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We are talking into the TM60 microphones. I've got my DR44WL handheld recorder here, which is great for on-location recording. Uh, I choose to use the external microphones. It does come with built-in mics. But listeners, if you're regulars to now hear this entertainment, thank you. And you know that when I'm not on location, I have the US-42, the Tascam audio interface called the Mini Studio Creator. And a TM280 that I like just accents the, the low end. And so that's a terrific microphone. But they have all kinds of recording solutions, whether you're just a hobbyist, whether you're trying to do it yourself and record on your own, whether you're doing demos or even full-blown productions, recording your own live shows. Check it all out at Tascam.com. It's T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Tascam has been in business for more than 40 years. They've got something that you can use. Check them out today. This is really cool. You have had some great opportunities in terms of opening for the likes of the Bacon Brothers, Darius Rucker, Kelly Pickler, 38 Special. Oh, my gosh. that's yeah.
1: That's tremendous. I'm very grateful, man. Um, you know, just uh, when I, before I moved to Nashville, I moved to Nashville uh, with my, my wife four years ago. And uh, after I graduated college in 2013, I was with a cover band for a while. I did my own thing. I was, I was uh, the cover band version of the Ben Caesar band back up there. And uh, I performed as far south as um, New Jersey and uh, Maryland, uh, just to name a few states, and great, the Greater New England area. I'm originally from a small town outside of Boston, Massachusetts, so I started there. And there's some great venues in Massachusetts to, for country singers to play. And a lot of, I get this question a lot, but a lot of but um, believe it or not, country music is very popular up in the Northeast, <laughs> and it isn't just the mainstream stuff too. I'll always get people yelling for Johnny Cash and George Jones and Conway Twitty, people like that. So you know. And it's it is a southern it is a southern genre, but you know it's 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 growing, man. It's it's national. It's and if it's country music, it should it should represent the entire country. You know, it shouldn't just be um, limited to just the uh, the southern way of life and the southern people. Because if you like country, if 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 country music were specifically for the southern people, it would be called southern music. You know, <laughs> there there's southern rock. You got Leonard Skidder and everything, but you know. Country music should be for everyone of this country, and that's just that's just my point. You know, I'm I'm from Boston. I you know I'm not a I'm not a uh, a hillbilly or a country boy or a, I'm a southern gentleman. I say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I'll maybe I can put that put myself in that category, but uh, no, man, just uh, country music should be for everybody in this country.
0: Yeah, the genre knows no borders.
1: It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't
0: but any highlights out of all that some memorable moments those are that's a very impressive list that i read off and and i'm sure there's more but the bacon brothers darius rucker kelly peckler 38 special
1: yeah they were all great, but um one that I liked uh in particular was i 'm a big fan of Phil Vassar, and I opened up for him while I was wow. up in new England and wow. just really, really nice guy and um, you know he he actually took the time to get to know me and my my then girlfriend now wife um, you know he 's very friendly to her too she was just she she 's a sweet uh, sweet, beautiful woman, but she was a little shy and you know, Phil noticed that she was just kind of standing back a little bit and minding her business at first. And he's like, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? And she was, he was just very kind and very vivacious at the, at the time. And, uh, you know, just I'm just very grateful for every opportunity that I get to um, share my music with people. And uh, if I share with people like Phil Vassar and 38 Special and Kelly Pickler, then, you know, kudo, you know, kudos for kudos for them for to let me be a part of their experience as well.
0: Now, in your strategy, as you continue to grow and expand your presence and your reach, is that in the business plan of trying to get more opening slots, or are those just kind of things that you did, and now you're kind of just focusing on a different approach?
2: Well,
1: um, you know, I'm open up just like just like Spotify and and you know, using all these other music streaming services, I'm open up. I'm open to everything, every tool uh, possible, every tool in the shed. Um, so if I get the chance to open up for somebody like uh, uh, Josh Turner or Toby Keith or somebody, somebody like that, that would be a dream come true. Um, you know, just just the opportunity to get out there and play studio stadium shows and opening up for big names like Josh Turner or Toby Keith, just to name a few. Um, Brothers Osborne, that'd be a that'd be a dream to open up for Brothers Osborne. But. Um, Along with that, I also you know promote my music with radio tours. Um, I'm currently going on a Irish and British radio tour next month at the beginning of August. And I'm going to be in those both countries for two weeks promoting my music. And Rebound Baby is uh, my new single. Rebound Baby is actually doing very well up there right now. Um, it's been added to over thirty, maybe forty now. My my lovely wife is going to have to <laughs> remind me. I believe it's now thirty five to forty um, radio stations in both ireland and the british uh uk combined so i'm very grateful to the irish british community for accepting rebound baby and um after this first trip i've never been to ireland or the uk but after this first trip hopefully i can uh garner a uh, a larger european audience and fly over there and play county fairs and festivals and you know such uh things such as that
0: well and again it shows that country music knows no borders because here you are going over there yes, for sir. people that are already embracing it. Absolutely. And that has to be exciting to you to get opportunities there. You talked about going to California from hearing a lot of first, this is happening, this is happening. It has to make you feel optimistic that all these new doors, all these new territories are opening up for you. It has to give you nothing but optimism um, you, in, absolutely in a, in a business littered with the word no everywhere you turn. And here you are getting a lot of yeses.
1: I know. I'm very grateful, man. Um, you know, I, I live by a few mottos it 's the first one is uh, one day you 're eating chicken the next day you 're eating feathers, meaning you know one day you could be playing this this massive show, and then the next day you 'll be playing a uh, in the corner of a coffee shop playing acoustically. so I take every opportunity i never I never look down upon any opportunity that I get with how big no matter how big or small and then the other one is i'm i 'm closer today than I was yesterday, so I always think about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be standing here in the middle of the Music City Center during Summer Nam and uh, my band and I are going to be playing here at the Avid um, Terrace Stage on the third floor um, at 4 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to be sharing some original music, um, a couple covers, but mostly just uh, showing off the the original music, including Rebound Baby, my current single out on all streaming and uh, downloading services. And uh, just very grateful for every opportunity and every day that I... Every day that I breathe in oxygen and release carbon dioxide, I'm very grateful, man.
0: <laughs> it's a great attitude. And you have some great quotes, too. Listeners, you know these are all going to end up on the show notes page for this episode. So as you mentioned, you're performing on the NAM AVID stage today. You've got some additional dates in Nashville this week. It it sounds like th- this was this was a a permanent move to Nashville or do you still go back and forth to Boston now and then and play up there at all?
1: I do. I actually just got back from Boston. I did a couple Irish pub gigs up there and um you know, just re uh, reconnecting with my New England fan base um whom I'm still very grateful for. Thank you for any of your listeners who may or may not be from the New England area. Um I come up there a lot. My my uh my mother-in-law still lives up in the Salem area in the North Shore of Boston. So we come up there and visit her in a lot. So we try to uh, kill two birds with one stone. And uh, we try booking gigs whenever we're up in Massachusetts, uh, up in the greater New England area. Um, and I do have some history there. I've, I have played at a lot of bars, a lot of venues in the New Hampshire area. I opened up for Darius Rucker at the um, the New Hampshire Bank Pavilion um, in near Plastow, New Hampshire. So I have, I have some history there, and I'd love to get some gigs back there. And uh, yeah, man, just grateful for every opportunity, any any venue, any state, any country that allows me to come and play music, I'm very grateful for.
0: Let's see, again, you just you just practiced what you preached because you said, I went back there and played some Irish pub gigs. So you're not saying, well, I'm in Nashville. now. I'm too good for back there or I'm too good for an Irish pub. So no way. you're putting your money where your mouth is and Absolutely. doing exactly that. And listeners, you've heard uh, we've had... Whitney Doucette from up in the New England area. She's a two-time guest and Now here This Entertainment doing country music up in that area. Uh, speaking of past guests, and by the way, listeners, I hope you know that whenever I refer to a past episode, we do always put a link to that episode on the show page for the episode that you're listening to. So we'll put links to those two episodes with Whitney. In fact, uh, Derek Norsworthy, and this was an interview that was done at Summer Nam. he was a USO ambassador representative, and then Michael Peterson Derek Norsworthy was episode 184. Michael Peterson, who lives in Las Vegas, but I interviewed him on site at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival for episode 245. He earned the Bob Hope Spirit of Hope Award from the USO after 11 tours and over 150 performances for servicemen and women in Iraq. And now here I am with Ben Caesar, and you have done concerts for our military through USO. How did you get involved, and where have you performed? Because to me, that's a rather unexplored, in my opinion, opportunity that i think artists aren't really giving consideration to how how have you gotten those and where have you performed
1: um you know man i i am the grandson of two uh very strong and brave uh veterans of our um of our navy of our u.s navy so i've always been very supportive and grateful for our men and women uh in the troops um who are currently active who have uh Sacrifice made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. I'm very grateful. Um, I recently, uh, last year, recently <laughs> played in um, Fort Campbell, uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, for the uh, the U.S. Army, and um, I did three things. The first thing I did was um, I, st- I worked my way up. I got to know them a little bit better, and I read uh, little children's stories to children of uh active ac- active soldiers and uh veterans and that was uh, that was really sweet you know i got to know the families got to know the kids a little bit and then um the following week i did an acoustic performance where i um performed for the troops while they were eating and they had this little little i don't know taco party i guess of sorts so it was nice to play for them while they were enjoying their tacos and then the following week i played full band for uh an event of theirs last summer and um It was very intimidating, in a good way. Um, I'm just, I'm very humbled to be around such brave men and women who make the ultimate sacrifice for their country. And um, yeah, you know, my along with the help of my my wonderful PR from Core PR, um, I I got to get in contact with some people who work in Fort Campbell, and um, you know, they they made the we made the connection. I was made the artist of the month in uh, July, I believe, last year, Uh, and it just. You know, I'm I'm still in shock as to how grateful I am for their services and the plate for all these brave men and women. You know, it makes doing what I do seem insignificant compared to what they have to do, what they have done, what they've experienced. Um, so, and you know, uh, there aren't many people who do these military gigs. Like actually, the the following month, Hunter Hayes, country wow. singer Hunter Hayes, wow. was going to be doing a free show for the military up wow. at Fort Campbell, and that was really cool. But I always look back to one of my biggest heroes, Toby Keith, who always performs for the troops, especially post 9-11. And, um, you know, I, I look to him and, you know, if it works for him, then it's, it can work for somebody else like me who's trying to uh, to gain a following. And uh, what better following than our men and women of the troops? So thank you very much for your service. And I'm very grateful. And I will. I don't care if I'm getting paid. I will play acoustically. I will play full band if you ever need me to play for the the U.S. Army, for the Navy, for the Marines, for the um, for the Reserves, for the uh, the Coast Guard, et cetera, et cetera, I will be at your door, ready and ready, ready and willing to go.
0: And how cool that you started off by saying that first you read to the kids because it's so important, listeners. If you're an up and coming performer. You need to be community-minded. You need to be involved with charitable causes. And that's exactly what you did as opposed to I'm going to go in, I'm going to perform, I'm going to leave. I'm not even going to be at my own merch table. You're not better than anyone in that mess hall. You're not better than anyone in any of these venues that you play in. And that's how you're going to build these connections and get people streaming your music and purchasing your merchandise and purchasing your concert tickets and things of that nature. Yes. So God bless you that you sat down and, and did that with the children and said this is just part of what I can do to give back to these people who are giving back to our country every day.
1: Anything, anything, man, just uh, to show my gratitude for our men and women in the military. And um, yeah, just, just thank you for your services, really.
0: So one thing that we
1: don't talk about,
0: shame on me, on this show that we really should is so I imagine that when you're playing... I'll call it a remote gig like that that you're get you're just getting hired guns to to do that show. So do yes. you need to do you as an artist do you create your own charts so that they can come in
1: and look at it and they're ready to go? Actually um Nashville uh has such a the num- Nashville numbering system. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. The Nashville number chart system, absolutely. Um, but what Nashville is great for is just all these musicians. There's such an influx of musicians down here um, that I uh, I rotate through musicians all the time. Because, like I said earlier, um, we're all you know, if, especially if you're a full time musician, you got to keep the lights on. You got to bake. Uh, you got to bring home the bacon. Um, especially if you're doing like if you're if you're a full time musician or a full time vocalist like myself. Um, So I've encountered musicians whom I've worked with and will definitely hire again, but they have to work for other people just to keep the lights on. So I have a a very large rotation of drummers, bass players, electric guitarists, and... um yeah. They they're all, they always come prepared. I give them the audio. I give them the song. I give them my original music along with audio, and then they make their own charts. Ah, okay. They make their own okay. charts, and uh, you know I'm very grateful for that. Um, I've yet to meet anybody whom I've had to give charts to. I, I offer to. I offer to make my own charts, but they're like, no, okay. it's okay. We'll listen to okay. the song, and we'll make our own charts, wow. which wow. is really great. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, and it sounds like that you're creating a lot of new music, so even as professional as they are, it's hard for them to keep up with what they're not sitting around waiting to see what you're doing. So it's impressive that you're offering it to them and they say, I've never heard the song before, but give it to me and I'll learn it. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. So another great thing that you've done is you have also performed at animal shelters. Is that yes. just up in the Boston area or do you do it here? Do you travel and do that? What does that look like?
1: Uh, last year while I was on a radio tour promoting my, uh, my last EP Caesar's palace, um, and my first single damn Yankee, which is still available everywhere. Um, in between uh, visits to different radio stations within, we, we mostly focused on the American South and the American Midwest last year um, and while I was visiting these several different states from this region of the country um, we would make pit stops at local animal shelters and uh, with the help of my partner in crime, my beautiful wife Adriana, she would help film and uh, record my experiences at animal shelters and we would tag their animal shelters on our social medias to help promote adoption. I love along with my military, I am a a huge animal lover. I love cats. I love dogs. I love cobras. I don't care if they bite me. You know, I love. I love every animal. Like, uh, I'm not a big fan of bees. I won't lie. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of bees. But you know, I love every animal under the sun. And if there's any way that I can help both our military and. In particular, stray cats and dogs, especially in the uh, in the American South. There's a, a very bad um, animal problem here in Nashville, Tennessee, among other places. Um, anything to do to help is great. So what I do is I go out to local animal shelters in any state that I visit, and I go promote them. And I made some great friends with people such as um, the the um, Humane Society of North Iowa. Um, I was in the Mason City, Hampton, Iowa area, um, not only last year, but this year as well, while I made, did a couple gigs, and we made some really good friends with a girl named Sybil Sukup, who is the owner and the manager for um, the Humane Society of North Iowa, it, one of the cleanest facilities um, that I've ever experienced um, in the United States, so far very very well organized very large community of employees and um, they treat their animals with respect the, the The cages and the enclosures are always very clean and um, you know there 's nothing wrong you know there 's nothing wrong with getting a pure breed dog like i 'm a huge English bulldog fan, but there are a lot of dogs out there that deserve our love and support, dogs and cats. So definitely consider adopting a mutt. I, I for one, like, I'm, I'm saving up for an English Bulldog, but instead of going to a breeder, I'm looking into specialty animal shelters for this particular breed. Nice. Um, probably in, like, the Georgia area. Might as well start with Georgia, you know, the home of the Bulldogs. <laughs> so um, uh, looking into the Georgia area, seeing if there are any specialty Bulldog animal shelters. Um, and I'd love to help rescue a, um abused or... Um, or misplaced English bulldog. That's so. n-
0: that's nice. We don't we don't hear very much of that on this show. I can remember for sure way back on episode thirty three. Sarah Donner, she's a kitten rescuer, and she often is posting on social media about raising money for such and i'll throw you a bone no pun intended but uh, if <laughs> you continue to do more of those you may want to go back and listen to episode 41 uh, cj watson our good friend may he rest in peace who lived here in nashville his song my dog jesus uh, conjures up images of that one so that might be one that that you end up covering uh you had five performances in conjunction with cma fest including two
1: in one day yes oh my gosh yes it wow. was a great experience man um, this was my one of the biggest CMA Fests that I've experienced I've had um, performances in the past uh, couple years during CMA Fest that were um, either acoustic or very small showcases with full band but this year was extremely busy I played at um, the Nashville Underground downtown um, very close to uh, First Avenue down on downtown Broadway uh, where the Honky Tonks are and um, it was a great, a great experience I'm very grateful for any opportunity that I get to play during CMA Fest and um, this is actually the first CMA Fest where I really couldn't schedule any time for myself, which is great. You know, it's it's, like, it's both—it's a good problem <laughs> to have. You know, <laughs> I I missed seeing some few artists that I like. Like I love Lee Bryce and um, what are some other people that played at the Riverfront stage? Um, just to name a few, like uh, like uh, Lee Bryce and and people such as that. You know, I, I got to miss them, but you know, there's you know. It, if that's the only thing I got to complain about, whereas I got to play a lot of gigs, that's what I'm very grateful for as well.
0: Yeah, and clearly when you apply to NAM to perform on the Avid stage at the Summer Nam show, they're going to look and see, well, he's doing something, right? He got all these performances at CMA Fest, not to mention everything in the, everything else that we've talked about so far. Yeah. So I am on location at the Summer Nam show in Nashville with... Singer, songwriter, guitar player Ben Caesar, visit his official website at bencaesarmusic.com. And obviously, you can just look at the spelling of his last name on the title of this episode. We will also have a link to his website for the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you're on his website, make sure you connect over to get on his social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And most importantly, support him by purchasing downloads of his music. Yes, you can follow and stream through Spotify, but purchase downloads of Ben's Music through Apple Music, Amazon Music, all the usual online music retailers. If you want to help this show, give NHTE a review, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen through. I would greatly appreciate that. And by the way, if you're a new listener, do please subscribe to the show and go back and hear some past episodes. There have been a lot of great guests on NHTE. Been the ten-minute tune on the Ty <laughs> Bentley show. The song included Tupperware at a wedding.
1: Oh man, that was funny. Yeah, um, I'm good friends with peep with the, uh, the 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 fine people at the Ty Bentley show. Uh, Ty Bentley, Chuck Wicks, and um, you yeah, know, they've had me on a few times. Um, uh, actually, the whole Tupperware thing that you mentioned that was they they brought me on to promote my my new single, Rebound Baby, and what they do is they give you a 10, it's, it's, you know, you have to think right on the top of the top of your head. Uh, you have to write a song in 10 minutes. And um, uh, what, luckily they don't, they don't say, they don't make it, they don't um, ask you to write a full song like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, you know? <laughs> so that's a little bit of relief, but if you can get at least a, uh, at least one or two verses and a chorus and they'll, they'll give you some leeway because it's 10 minutes, man. So you have to think on your feet and, you know, I, I I told this to Chuck, to Ty Bentley and Chuck Wicks of Ty Bentley Show that, you know, I'm going to I'm going to cheat a little bit. And I'm going to paraphrase my own song. I'm going to I'm going to wear out weird Al Yankovic, my own song. <laughs> and um, I uh, I did a, par- a parody of my song, Rebound Baby. And it involved this um, this wedding where um, some of the guests of this wedding started stealing um, the food from the buffet and putting them in Tupperware trays and bringing them uh, for their own personal consumption. And that's illegal in most cases. My wife and oh. I, we got married in Boston last year, and um, you know the hotel that we got married at for the reception – they said you can. Nobody in your wedding list can take any food. It's a liability on the hotel because, like you know, if they leave something out, like if they leave a cheeseburger out, they can get food poisoning. Um, so then the hotel or the uh, event becomes liable. Okay. So what that what those people were doing were technically illegal, but uh, you know they. They they write um, they ask you to write a song based on weird things that are happening in the news, either weird or funny or peculiar. Um, there was somebody who went in for uh, the Ty Bentley show who had to write a ten minute song about that new Face app thing where uh, people make their faces yeah. old, <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of controversy with that, with Russia and everything right going on right now. So yeah, it was a fun experience, man. You've mentioned
0: a couple times about getting married. You honeymooned in Italy, yes. So obviously, even though you're going to be going over to Europe, it's not your first time going over there. No. Going to Italy? Is it? Hey, that's my honeymoon. That's a very special time. Music stays behind, or is it? I can't turn off the songwriter. I might get inspired by ideas being over there, especially in such a romantic place.
1: It's a bit of a fifty-fifty. Um, now that you you mention it, You're like yes, I want to get away and have a little vacation, but I can't help but well, like when I write a song, it's observational for me. I I just kind of observe things that happen to me in my daily, uh, my day-to-day life, and. You know, there were things that I picked up on when I was in Italy that I wrote down in my notes on my phone, uh, on a recorder. If if like a melody came to my head, I'd write down the melody so I wouldn't forget it or think of a song idea like a first draft song title. And I, I, I had some inspiration. I mean... You know what better place to get inspiration than in Italy of all places? You know, just all the beautiful scenery, um, you know the, the the very kind people, the hospitality, the the, hus, uh, the hospitality, the food. Um, but yes, I I did I did take a break. Uh, unfortunately, country music is not that popular in Italy. Um, you know, I, I asked. Um, you know, I was a little afraid. To, I was a little afraid to drive in Italy. I didn't know how to, how Italian drivers were. So my wife and I, we got a driver from certain places that we visited, and we asked our driver to turn on the radio. And we, I, I speak broken Italian enough to survive, and I told him in broken Italian, "Can you please turn on the radio? I want to hear what locals listen to." So I listened to a lot of Italian rock, a lot of Italian pop, a little bit of Italian rap, and then bits here and there, a lot of American pop. Like I heard. For some reason, I heard Miley Cyrus a lot mm. while I was in Italy. Um, some of her most recent singles were out there a lot. And that's cool. Respect, you know, uh, Viva Italia. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to traveling to Ireland and the UK. They have a really great country music following up there. They, they love country music, both the young and the new. And hopefully they'll, uh, they'll embrace another new modern country singer such as myself.
0: But see, listeners, take a page out of Ben's book that he just told you, because it may sound glamorous, it may sound exciting to go and visit some of these territories that you've never been to before, but if it's a place that's not going to accept the genre of music that you're doing, you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money. So make sure you do your research in advance and find out where you're going to be best received. You've heard the name Lee Bryce bandied about a few times on this episode. Lee Bryce plays a Boulder Creek guitar, which is the kind of guitar that I play. Players from Fleetwood Mac, three doors down, all kinds of people are playing instruments from Boulder Creek. They do guitars, basses, ukuleles. There's been a lot of guests on this show. I mentioned Michael Peterson before. He plays Boulder Creek as well. And, of course, we've had Jeff Strametz from Boulder Creek Guitars here on this podcast talking not only about boulder creek guitars but about how you can approach companies like that if you're looking for a sponsorship or an endorsement as well as how you should not approach companies like that so we'll put a link to his episode as well but in the meantime check out boulder dot com b-o-u-l-d-e-r if you're serious enough about your career that you want to talk to them about custom building a guitar for you email me podcast at net, and i will personally connect you to jeff so you can have that conversation but in the meantime Look at Lee Bryce, look at Michael Peterson, look at all the others that I mentioned. Their artist roster is on the website. Again, com. Ben, you were nominated for Country Artist of the Year at the New England Music Awards in 2015. Yes. So you hadn't moved to Nashville yet. What was finally the tipping point where you decided... I'm getting out of New England. i got to go and be full-time
1: down in Music City. Well, you know, something that I realized, in at least within the New England country music community, um, they weren't as supportive of original music. Um, the One of the, the biggest country music bars in the city of Boston, um, a, a great place that I still frequent every once in a while for a gig here and there called Loretta's Last Call, which is directly across the street from Fenway Park of the home of the Red Sox, um, all they you know with all due respect to the uh, listeners who come and visit and um and who fill the crowds of uh loretta's last call um all they want to do is you know they want to party they want to hear people that they know um they're not as willing to uh get rowdy and party and dance to new music they haven't heard on which is very unfortunate and um i mentioned earlier in this episode that. Um, I was uh, the lead singer of a cover band for about two years after I graduated college, and I performed in the greater New England area and as far south as New Jersey. And that was a cool gig for a while. You know, I made, I made some good money, and, you know, I still uh, invest um, uh, in opportunities down here with money that I made in New England, but, um, you know... And there's nothing wrong with being the lead singer or a musician in a cover band. If that's what you want to do for a living, if it gives you steady work and, you're, and you love what you do, do it. But that's not my end goal My end goal is to become um, To become an artist uh, To my, my end goal is to get a record deal with somebody uh, Preferably a universal music group I'd love to, I'd love to be associated with People like uh, Chris Stapleton um, A new girl I'm a, actually a huge fan of this girl Her name's Kaylee Hammock I don't know if you ever heard of her This lovely red-headed girl Fantastic voice And um, yeah, the Kaylee Hammock, Chris Stapleton Just to name a few people uh, Who are part of that, that amazing label Um I hear really good things about them. So, you know, Universal Music Group, if you hear me, independent <laughs> artist Ben Caesar, Ben Caesar, Ben Music dot com, you know, go, go check me out.
0: Yeah. Well listeners, we're gonna close out today with another song that you've been hearing him talk about. We have a special treat actually because as was the case with a couple of former guests, Tim Halperin back on episode 70, and then coincidentally episode 71, Maggie Rose, when we were given the exclusive on the new song. The closing song today has not yet been released. It will be released on August 2nd following the international radio tour that you've heard Ben talking about. But Ben, before we let you go, tell the listeners about the song So Long Sunshine, Hello Moonshine.
1: It's this. I'm actually really excited about this song um, the song itself is a little melancholy. It's, you know, so long sunshine, hello moonshine. Um, the the imagery of the song is that a guy, um, he loses his the love of his life, this beautiful blonde girl. And like many people whom I hope will relate to this song, a lot of people will result in going to the booze to uh, to numb the pain, to drown their troubles, um, which is very normal for anybody who enjoys a uh, like a blue moon or a, a shot of whiskey every now and then. And so, I'll, you know, despite the the um the melancholy story of the song the the way that the song was created was actually pretty funny um when I first moved down to Nashville, when the song before the song was ri- written, just before the song was written, um, my wife had some girlfriends visiting from Boston. They had never been to Nashville before. They really hadn't ever experienced the American South before, and they had their own preconceived notions about what Nashville was like. And they were completely surprised. They they didn't realize how much of a metropolitan um, location Nashville has become. And especially for me, in the last four years, this place just keeps booming. I see a new apartment or condo complex, you know, being erected every time I. I go, go down a block, walk a block. And, um, <laughs> my, uh, my wife and her girlfriends, uh, at the time, they had a little bit of a few, uh, they had a little too much to drink. And, uh, I called an Uber and we got back home and the, our Uber driver was playing. I'm walking on sunshine by Katrina and the waves, uh, blasting it. And, my wife and her girlfriends were singing, I'm walking on sunshine, but paraphrasing, and they were And I'm walking on moonshine, because that's what they thought of when they think of the <laughs> South, um, but uh, if you want moonshine, you have to go to like Gatlinburg, you have to go to Pigeon Forge, <laughs> that kind of area, East Tennessee, um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know, sunshine, moonshine, and so you know, I, I kind of thought of that, and I came, up, I came up with the first draft title, and now final title of So Long Sunshine, Hello Moonshine, and um, with the help of my co-writer friends, uh, Sheree Austin and Will Rambeau, we, we ironically, we came up with this very melancholy song about a guy who loses the love of his life. This beautiful blonde girl who brought this sunshine in his life. And now that she's gone, all he is, he's, he's in darkness. He cannot escape the, the, um, the emotional toil that breaking up with her has affected him with. And, uh, he, unfortunately, he results in uh, going to the booze, going to the shine to uh, numb his pain, so. But, it, you know, it's, it's got a really cool kind of rock and roll kind of feel. It has, like, a, you know, when I was in studio with my friend Jamie Tate of the Ruckus Room, I described it to him. He's like, he, he asked me, what, how do you want this song to sound? I was like, he's like, do you like Waylon Jennings? Who do you like? I was like, yeah, I like, I like Waylon Jennings, like a little bit of an outlaw sound, but I also love Chris Stapleton and, and the Brothers Osborne, and I told him, like, I'm a big fan of the song Parachute by Chris Stapleton, and I told him, why don't you put Waylon Jennings in a parachute with the Brothers Osborne, <laughs> and that's how I described how I wanted the sound of the song to come out. And nice. I think it, I think it encompasses nice. those kind of things. So go check it out. In August second, it's called "So Long Sunshine, Hello Moonshine," and my current single, which has over sixty thousand streams, called "Rebound Baby." Please go check it out on all music streaming services and platforms.
0: Will you play "So Long Sunshine, Hello Moonshine" when you play on the Nam Avid stage this afternoon?
1: Absolutely. I'm going to play a uh, a good medley of, of my songs: "Rebound Baby," "So Long Sunshine," "Hello Moonshine." And a few songs from uh, my previous work, um, uh, Caesars Palace, which is still available on music streaming services, yada, yada, yada. And uh, a couple covers here and there, a Chris Stapleton cover, because I'm a huge fan of Chris Stapleton. I've been a fan of him since before 2015 when he sang with Justin Timberlake. I've been a fan of... uh, the the Johnson brothers I've been a fan of uh, the Steel Drivers uh, his previous projects and he's a successful songwriter you know he's written so many uh, so many songs for people like Thomas Rhett and Josh Turner just to name a few it, like he has a really good track record so I admire him a lot and, and like and like him I'm kind of a shy guy so like I relate to that and I admire that that a a man who of a timid nature can get into this business and he doesn 't have to be the uh the talk of the town in personality, in the personality department you know he can be reserved. Off stage, but then he can rock out on stage, and I admire that about him.
0: Walks softly and carry a big guitar. (laughs) Yes, yes, sir. congratulations on the new single. Best of luck with the show this afternoon. Best of luck with the radio tour. Thanks for making time to talk to me.
1: Thanks, uh, thank you for having me, Bruce. I'm very grateful to be uh, talking with you this afternoon.
0: Absolutely. And And my thanks to the folks from Nam for letting us be here once again. Again, do check out bencaesarmusic.com. We'll have a link to it from the show page for this episode on nhte.net, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram like him follow him download his music from apple music amazon music the usual online music retailers you can follow you can stream from spotify but do support him by purchasing downloads of the new single and of his previous releases if you want to help this show out just give nhte a review that would be really really appreciated hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating put that on apple podcast for me or if you listen through an Android platform, whichever one there is that allows you to do such, I'd really appreciate it if you can leave a positive review, hopefully with a five-star rating. And by the way, if you're a new listener, do please subscribe to the show and go back and hear some past episodes. Been a lot of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment. That'll do it for episode 285. Thanks so much for listening. We'll send you out with another song from Ben Caesar. This is the one he just talked about. It's called So Long Sunshine, Hello Moonshine.
2: Ever seen a light ever shine as bright As the light that's shining in her eyes Makes a man go blind Her long blonde hair Falling down to there Everybody stares when she walks by Makes a man hold on too tight Been here in the dark Since the day she left Me and this old bottle We ain't done yet So long sunshine This heartbroken I'm in So long sunshine Yellow no shine Gonna be a long time Till I see that song again Ever felt this pain cause' a man insane Knowing he's a blame Nowhere to run Makes a man go Tomorrow could save me from this sorrow But tomorrow never comes Makes a man so calm undone The dawn is just a memory to me now I'll hang on long as this old bottle's holding out So long sunshine, hello moonshine Hello long nights of this heartbroken I made. Sunshine and moonshine It's gonna be a long time till I see that sun again a memory to me now I'll hold on with this old bottles holding holding now so long sunshine hello moonshine hello long nights of this heartbroken hell I'm in so long sunshine hello moonshine it's gonna be a long time till I see that sun again so long Sunshine. Hello, moonshine. Hello, long nights of this heartbroken woman. So long, sunshine. Hello, moonshine. It's gonna be a long time till I see that sun again. It's gonna be a long time till I see that sun again. It's gonna be a long time till I see that sun again.